0: Before we kick off today's episode, Scott, Michelle, Namor, and I really want to dedicate this to Dylan J. Bartholomew, who was a friend to all of us, a wonderful, wonderful cosplayer, wonderful listener. He had such an incredible voice, and I felt like I could always come to him and talk to him, and he's no longer with us.
1: Dylan was... I only just recently met him at WonderCon, but he was so nice. He came up to me after we did our uh, X-Men fandom panel and he was so kind and had so many nice things to say about how much he enjoyed it. And I, I had posted something on Instagram a while ago about how I was just having a very overwhelming, overstimulating morning and he just slid into my DMs and he's like, you know, just, you know, one Take a take a deep breath and like, you know, one one thing at a time. He's like, you got this. And you know, he barely knew me. Like we just met. And for him to just like reach out with that kindness was was very sweet.
2: I knew Dylan for a really uh, for a while. And if I go into like detail, I'll probably start yeah. uh, crying. So I really um he was he was a good friend and he was a good man.
0: What's up, Familia? Judgment Day has arrived, and we're going to be covering this crossover in great detail here at Power of X-Men, Judgment Day. Of course, we've assembled an entire squad
2: here. Scott, who do we have here? I mean, the polite thing to do, Paul, is to let them introduce themselves. But we have a friend and member of the team, Michelle Waffle Otero.
1: Hi, y'all.
2: the king himself, Namor Cosplay. Yes, sir.
0: Well, Michelle is part of the Power of X-Men squad, but you are coming for Judgment Day coverage. And I got to tell you, Michelle, it's pretty shitty that you're siding with War <laughs> Cosplay, a.k.a. the Eternals. Hey. Listen,
1: listen, okay, I wanted to be Switzerland here, but, like, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's anybody's game, except the Avengers. I don't feel like they're going to... Mm, I feel like it's going to come down to the X-Men versus the Eternals.
0: Namor cosplay. I mean, you came to me. You wanted to really cover Judgment Day. You felt strongly about it. You're the only person carrying the Eternals franchise on their back. I'm carrying so many sizes on my back right now. <laughs> okay, but Namor, though, is just a matter of time. I mean, you don't have to. There's not going to be much you have to do
3: with Namor. Yeah, I feel like uh, the Eternals, are just like, I. Hate- I remember I posted, I was like, hey, I'm just going to be posting a lot of Eternals up until the movie, then back to the regular bullshit. And then I just hadn't stopped since. <laughs> well, listen,
0: I, I have to tell you, I mean, we're going to get salty over the, the course of the next few weeks, but I, I have to say the Eternals was probably one of my favorite phase four movies thus far. I think oh. the level of hate or negative reception it's gotten baffles me. You know i don't think it's a perfect movie i think we've talked about this at nauseum sort of the flaws within the movie but it's no different than any other mcu movie and they try to do something innovative okay so here's the thing that i'm really apprehensive with axe i guess that's and that's what we're calling it <laughs> axe Ax. every time a new franchise is born within the mcu they always write on the coattails of the x-men we saw this with abx obviously within humans Guardians of the Galaxy had the trial of Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was, you can't see, but that was my face going rude as soon as you mentioned the Inhumans.
0: <laughs> I, listen, we're going to get, we have to talk about the Inhumans because of Ms. Marvel, but the amount of, of tea that's being spilled on the internet right now. But, so, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think writing quality has gone on. I don't think, I think Avengers versus X-Men has aged very nicely. As, a, as an event, I think people... <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. Oh, uh, I just didn't think.
2: read it, so obviously it's not
1: important. But... I thought it was
0: okay, to be honest. It's, it's poorly written. My main qualm is that you can tear the story down with one question. When the Phoenix Five get the Phoenix, why don't they reactivate the mutant gene? That was the entire point. They don't do it. Instead, they just randomly turn evil. But anyways...
3: But those it's... costumes, though...
0: Those costumes are great. I mean, listen, you, you do a wonderful Namor, Phoenix Five. Thank you. But, you know, I, I think I think people are more eager for a crossover of Avengers versus X-Men, just like with House of M. I don't think the source materials are particularly well-written, but I think the idea of it has aged better. And then Humans versus X-Men is garbage. Trial Gene Jean Grey, I thought was fine. I liked it. Not much to say about that. And now obviously we have this, which, you know, I, I got some initial feels on it. I will turn it over to the group once we get there. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. But before we talk about this crossover over acts, we have to address Miss Marvel. And how does everyone feel about the last minute of Miss Marvel?
1: I felt like the inhumans were robbed. So there's there's different feels here. So I heard him say like mutation or like mutated gene. And I'm like, I thought he was going to say, like, it's inhuman instead of it's a mutation. So I I held my breath for a second. And then I was disappointed when he said um, mutation. But looking at all of the, like, San Diego rumors and what's possibly happening in Hall H, there was a rumor circulating that Black Bolt will be in the Marvels. So my hope is that he comes into this and he's like, you're not a mutant or she is, she is a mutation, but the inhumans are a mutation too. That's just it's activated like a... by a terigen mist versus yeah. something that you're born with, or it activates a mutation in you. So maybe she got exposed to some of this Terrigen mist, like from the bracelet. Like, I, I don't know. That's my thoughts. My thoughts are hope. Is that they gave us a tease, it's a misdirection, she's gonna be an inhuman. So
3: well, also if you think about that one villain lady um, from the Miss Marvel show, um, like her and her followers when they tried to enter the the void or whatever it is, um, the
1: clandestine.
3: They, the clandestine, they they turned into like rock figures and they died and turned to skeletons, as we know, but maybe they weren't inhuman, so maybe Miss Marvel it turns it that like somehow that happened as she's went through terragenesis. I listen, I'm hoping this
0: fan theory works out. I really am hundred percent on board. But here's the thing the second they're like a mutation you hear and I'm like fucking
3: A, you know what I mean? Like it was I, the support for me. I was like why did if they said the mutation you can kind of interpret it as like oh they just it's just a wording but the fact that they willingly put in the X-Men theme song. And I was just like, oh, great. There I'm being- like, Wanda's going to come out and snap her neck now. You know what I mean? That's,
0: like, the second I heard that, I was like, where's Wanda? Where's evil Wanda going to snap some events next? You know, it,
2: it has not been a good couple months to be an Inhuman fan, particularly after Wanda's killing spree. And yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, my uh, I think my Black Bolt shed a, uh, a single tear when they <laughs> decided to make her a mutant instead of an inhuman. Like, I get it. It's, you know, synergy. And they already tried with the inhumans. So, you know, it is what it is.
0: I don't understand. Look, they, they put Black Bolt in Multiverse of Madness. So even though Kevin Feige hates Jeff Loeb and hates the, what, what happened with the inhumans, he's still willing to somewhat play with the properties. So I don't understand why Ms. Marvel needs to be a mutant. Now, that being said, though, I want to be very clear about my feelings here. I don't mind that she's a mutant. I I love the series. I think the casting was perfect. I just think, why didn't we get Wanda be a mutant first? Why didn't you do a series with Armor or Dazzler? And at the end, you discover they're a mutant they spent so much of the series building up her being a djinn and the family heritage and where she got her powers from. And we can argue obviously that maybe her shape shifting at the end to Carol or swap places with Carol, whatever it was, is part of her mutation, whatever. I just feel like it takes away from the character's story. I wish they would have established the X-Men first. And then later on they could have been like, Oh, it looks like Kamala is actually a mutant. You know, we, we thought she was just getting her powers from the djinn, But, you know, these other sets of powers, like Namor, actually comes from a mutant a mutant X-Gene. I don't know. It felt a little bit of a whimper that it came at the end of a Disney Plus series. I wish it would have come at the end of Wakanda Forever or Multiverse of Madness. I wish we would have had more of a boom, here are the mutants.
2: Especially if
3: Namor is rumored to be a mutant in Wakanda Forever. I mean, so he's technically going to be the first, but this kind of feels like a weak... Hey, look what
1: we got. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we're done with Kamala's story. I think we as the audience are going on this journey of discovery with her. I feel like she's trying to figure out who she is. Like she's been told she's a djinn. Um, you know, she has a mutated gene. So she could be a man. <clears throat> I don't want to count out her being an inhuman. I think we might find that out in Miss Marvel because in the post credit scene, spoilers, she swaps places with Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel's in space. We don't know where she was or what she was doing, but maybe she was near Attilan, Black Bolt was there, maybe Black Bolt senses Kamala's presence and is like, oh my gosh, an inhuman. Like, (laughs) I think, I feel like there is a storyline that is going to explore more of Kamala's past because to me, there was just a lot thrown at her. And if that was me, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what oh, I do. Yeah. So angsty,
0: angsty Paul at like 14, whatever <laughs> age she is like, yeah, someone's throwing all that at me. Yeah. I would not. Yeah. Great series. I hope we get a season two. I hope we actually I, I don't hope we get her a season two. I don't want her to have a series. I want her to have a movie franchise. Mm. I think she was that good. She We're was going to
1: get the marvels.
0: Yeah, and the marvels.
1: That is going to introduce more of Kamala's like backstory explore her power source her connection to captain marvel we're gonna get hopefully get that black bolt cameo get that black bolt oh get me that black bolt bring mm. in
0: crystal too i love crystal
1: oh, yes crystal oh, but everybody's favorite lockjaw
3: lockjaw yeah. part of me also feels like kevin Feige was just like what inhumans like oh he hates yeah, it really
0: But
1: them. he has the power to control the narrative now. So I hope he is bringing, he's bringing them, he's sprinkling them in so we don't get them all at once. It's true. And, and I, I would happy.
3: say that Miss Marvel was, I mean, I was like, I'll watch it, but it wasn't, you know, like, oh my God, I like, can't wait for midnight so I can watch this show. Um, and even though I'm like, I'm biased toward WandaVision always, um, I feel like Miss Marvel's like the best Disney Plus show that they put out. Agreed. Like, story wise I just feel like it's very solid. And the characters are very well-developed. And it's not trying to be crazy. Like, look who's here. Like, you know, and the finale, you know, I feel like we've been on a good streak where, like, you know, the, the finales have been landing a little bit. Because I was worried at episode five. I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? I feel like it needs, like, eight episodes. And I, I think it should have gotten eight episodes. because. It's a great show, and I would have watched more, but I've like finished this year. I was like, wow, that was a really damn good show. Like, she's a great character, great charisma. The mother was a great character, and powers were, were, were pretty cool. So, um, I think
1: the- we're gonna her. get some new Avengers stuff soon, too. So, I think we'll ex- maybe explore not only Miss Marvel or the Marvels, but also hoping to see like the new Avengers show up in some form. Cause if she's so if she goes to space, I feel like that doesn't that leave the door open for Hulkling? I'm I'm mm-hmm. not too sure about. Oh yeah, you know, I know. Like he's he's from space. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's a Cree. Yeah, so I think that kind of opens up the door to introduce him and his story. Not to say we will see it, but you know, Amadeus Cho is also rumored to be in the Marvels. So I think. We're getting all these younger characters, and they're trying to assemble the Young Avengers team. Oh the yeah, New Avengers, New Avengers, or Young Avengers, Young
2: Avengers, Young, young Avengers. Avengers. Young Avengers. K- Kamala is famously not a Young Avenger, though. She's, she's, she's on the
1: champions, huh? She's, an she's an a
2: champion. champion. She's also famously not a mutant. So <laughs>
1: true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they, I mean, they do take they do take some what is it? Creative
0: creative liberties
1: yeah with some of these characters so
0: listen i'm not gonna sit here and be like "Mm, she's not a mutant in the comics and 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 be like that i just think some of the joy that comes with being an mcu fan and a comic book fan is being like that happened in the comics you know what i mean like you see thanos and you know that loki has an infinity stone you know where they're going with that with with her being a mutant at the end you're like okay great the x-men are coming but how is she she doesn't really apart from a selfie with wolverine i don't really see her interacting with the x-men as much obviously she has a new series coming she's front and center with the x-men so they've known this for a while but open heart about the situation i just need to see the bigger picture here again i don't mind that she's a mutant i just wish this reveal would have come after we've established the x-men in there. And I don't think the series needed it. I think I felt very satisfied with the explanation of her powers. I would have been very happy for me. I, I would have jaw dropped Michelle. If it's exactly what you said, it was inhuman reveal. I would have been like, Oh fuck, you know? Yeah. Or I would have thought like they're giving the inhumans their proper dues. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well let's go talk about a very shitty franchise now, <laughs> AKA
3: the eternal.
0: Oh That's it the claws are out and we are going to be salty as fuck because God,
3: like the dark phoenix do oh <laughs> wow.
0: listen, okay but which
1: ouch. one at least like we got Uh-oh. two <laughs> there
3: were two and they still fucked it up
1: <laughs> I, know.
0: I mean they had yeah. a l-
3: fan, so like uh not gonna be good
0: listen okay listen I feel like I came to the table with you and I said, The Eternals was a great movie. <laughs> and here you're coming. Here, you know that is our vulnerable spot here. Yes, Dark Phoenix sucked. I was on my way to auctioneering school. That's
3: a great thing. And then you're like, you're like, let's talk about a shitty franchise. And I'm like, excuse me.
0: <laughs> well, I'm talking more about, like, in general, not it's just the movie. not a the
1: franchise movie. yet. Oh, are we talking about... <laughs> The movies or the comics, like I was I talking
0: think... about them as a brand in general. Oh, as a brand,
1: yeah. but, you know they they came from some wild times. Okay, yeah. no, no,
0: no. Yeah. Look, it's fair. I was just at Target. Oh no, not Target. I'm sorry. Below five, and I think I saw some of the Eternals Marvel Legends there for like a dollar. So it's okay. No, but it's wait, a great franchise. For
1: real? Are you just playing?
0: Oh my god, no! I'm just. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> a best buy. I'm just like <laughs> Well, it's so funny. I wanted to shade you guys this morning because I went to Target and Best Buy because we're obsessing over our appraisal and Jeff and I just like walked around our neighborhood. Go to talking.
1: Target. It's a happy place.
0: We go to Target and we're like, okay, okay, let's and the peg warmers are the Eternals and Siren from the new Marvel Legends series and I'm like, oh, I have no like, what am I going to do? Take a photo of this and be like, hey, hey, look at this peg warmer Eternals are the peg warmers and like they're Siren who's supposed to be the hardest figure to find and she's a fucking peg warmer
3: Oh. <laughs> let's also I talk mean, about how i have you on record uh, on masters the comic Book saying you like the eternals comics so listen the original ones were
0: fine i'm gonna let scott defend my honor
2: right now i mean you know like it's it's like when you can't get coke you get pepsi i mean when you can't get the new gods <laughs> you get the eternals <laughs> and it's not bad it's just like you wanted coke I mean,
3: even Warner Brothers didn't want new gods. They're like, let's develop this. And they're like, no, just kidding.
0: Wait, can I ask a question? Do we think the Eternals came through the MCU because Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers wanted to do the new gods and Kevin Feige with his big dick energy is like, absolutely not war getting there first.
3: Mm. No, it's Chloe Zhao. She mm. went in for Black Widow to pitch oh. the director and then she's, and they liked her. And there, she's like, no, 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 I want to do Eternals. And then her and I um, forget the producer who did the main producer of that. They like worked together and they pitched Kevin Feige the Eternal. So it was her. So oh, it wasn't like a. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. we know those rumors with Civil War and Batman versus Superman. Like Kevin Feige was really? not fucking around there. Honestly, I feel like
3: Kevin Feige does not give a shit about DC right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one gives a good yeah. shit about yeah. DC. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was like DC versus Marvel. Kevin's like who? like <laughs> Well, yeah,
0: that's it. He won because the only thing that I said I think would have stood a chance against Marvel would have been the Flash, and we all know what's yeah. going on with <laughs> Ezra Miller now. It, uh, that movie is DOA. Uh, yeah, uh, even Scott's light—that's like, fucked up. <laughs> like, that
3: was fucked up.
1: Pretty bad. Yeah.
3: I was like so excited because I worked on Wonder Woman 1984. I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is my first job, and I'm working on this big movie. Then it came out. I was like, ooh, this is not the brag I thought it'd be. Like, it's not that great. Like. like but you, you did
0: see Gal Gadot that one time. Yeah, that's a win right there. That, that the, is a win. I, I love her. But so let's talk about the Hellfire Gala, which officially kicks off Axe. And it's the Hellfire Gala issue one of one written by Gary Dugan. And our artists are Russell Dodderman, Matero Loli, C.F. Villa and Chris Anka. And why we're talking about it is at the end after Moira... Fails to bring mayhem and destruction to the Hellfire Gala, she hits up the Eternals and gives them the name of the the names of the five, and that they're the reason why mutants can resurrect.
1: You know what, Moira is like. Listen, I thought at first, like I was like, Moira's a badass bitch, you know. Like she goes hard, like you know, they, even when they were hunting her, she didn't give up. But you know what? Now she's just a narc, okay?
0: Like, <laughs> you did not just come on here and say narc.
1: Like, uh, oh my... But I feel like this is real... Okay, not narc. Let's... Let's go that. Now she's just being really petty. Yeah. I mean, how is she going to portray her own kind? I mean, obviously, she's, like, ruining her chance. I don't know if this is her 13th life or, or what. But, girl...
0: I don't know. What what life number are we on now? I mean, is it because she's now resurrected as a cyborg? This is her is this extra her life?
1: Is this her 13th life? Because remember Destiny said something about how, oh, you have like two possible futures. Like, I see yeah. a, a potential 13th life for you. And if this is her 13th life, this is like bonkers.
2: He tells her she only has one one left, two, possibly a yeah. few. Uh, yeah do the right thing or whatever.
1: If she does the right thing. So is she doing the right thing right now? I don't know. Like
3: she's working with the murderer. So.
1: I mean, she went from being a, an ally to mutants mm-hmm. to being the exact opposite. Like she's like betraying them.
0: So Destiny says you're a smart woman who is beginning to understand the potential of your power. You're starting to believe that you are in an eternal loop of some kind that your powers give you a version of immortality. I want you to know they do not. Fuck, man. Destiny. I see 10 lives, Maura. Maybe 11 if you make the right choice at the end, but that's all. Yeah. I don't know if they introduce another life or anything. Like, that, that is where my knowledge of this ends. Yeah. But I don't, I, it, What I don't understand with 10 lives of Wolverine, and she comes back as like a cyborg, is that the choice she made, and now this is her 11th life? Yeah. Is it, does she now get a 12th? You know, I,
1: that's what I'm curious about, too.
0: I don't get I, in fact, I didn't even know that I, the biggest debate going into House of X was or after House of X, excuse me, was does the timeline reboot itself when Moira dies or does the timeline continue going on and Moira just gets reborn and, you know, whatever, you know. But I think it is as they've established now, Moira dies, everything gets rebooted. So I don't know. I Listen, I don't know why she's evil. It does not make any. There is a leap in logic from uh, from from House of X to Inferno to where we're at now in Destiny of X. It does not make any sense to me that she's this evil. Yeah, dark,
1: I, I feel to be like the dark home be a little salty, maybe, but it just feels very extreme. Like what what is she so angry about? I just
0: I don't I- get it. I I don't I don't even understand the secrecy of moira in the first place that because we always lose no one can know she's she exists like okay well pick the day of the week there's always an alternate future where you guys lose yeah. or <laughs> the, she
1: can exist and people can know that she's there but do they have to know about her powers although yeah. emma did feel very betrayed that that was kept from her
0: oh i agree anyway, I, in the I story agree. It makes sense that emma would be upset because yeah. emma's bankrolling them you know what i mean like you don't take a player like Emma and not give her all the tea. From a yeah. business standpoint, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, just kind of going back to the Hellfire Gala, she shares this information with Scott, right? Scott, and then Scott tells Gene.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That whole dance thing that they did was very light. I mean... Okay, okay, going back to the dance, the little Banshee cameo, and he's like, oh, my God, that that man is being, like, given an earful telepathically, like, he knew. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Banshee, what's up?
0: I, well, second time we've gotten an, an Emma and Banshee, like, scene mm-hmm. in a Hellfire gala, and I oh, love that. I, f-
1: I love them together, like, as friends, friends with benefits, like, whatever they want to be. I, oh, I agree. I ship these two. I, I do, too.
0: I, and I think the best part of de- sidebar Deadly Genesis is when they find out that Banshee's dead and Emma's clearly shocked, and she goes, "Or that we lost some of our best friends today to like the authorities who came in." Yeah. But yeah, so Moira at the end goes to these two Eternals. I'm sorry, who are the Eternals here? Can someone <laughs> can someone weigh in? Who are who are the two Eternals at the
3: end of the Hellfire? Oh, um, I don't know the other one. I think I think we talked about like maybe Jack of Knives is like a new character they introduced. Oh,
1: did, they gave us like a key in I think the eve of judgment. Let me see.
3: Yeah, another one has to be Druid, though. That looks exactly like him, which makes sense because Druid's a snake and he's a horrible yeah, person. Yeah, they're
1: the tricks. So they're the they're the Eternals that are what does yeah. the key say? Uh, loyal to the highest bidder. Mm, that like includes that. the Jack of Knives. Um, the knight ungallant the queen of maces and ivani golden touch
3: okay these eternals
1: are loyal to the highest bidder because the eternals themselves are having like a whole sorry i didn't mean to take us take this over but they're having their own
0: (laughs) please i don't know what the fuck happened there i don't even know they're kind (laughs) of
1: a hot mess too
0: because I not believe Brueg
1: is like trying to like be the, the prime eternal, but he's not really like, and you see that in Eve of Judgment towards the end.
3: Because um, Brueg kind of weaseled his way into being prime eternal because he essentially in the Eternals uh, run Fakir and Gillen. He helps Thanos uh, become prime eternal and overthrow Zuras. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos becomes prime eternal for a long time. And then, the Eternals stop him and kill Thanos, um, or I think lock him up. I forgot what it was, but, um, so Thanos is done. And then I guess at the end of the Druids, like now he's prime eternal. Um, also because, you know, there's not much to challenge him because after the, they found out that like every time an eternal gets resurrected, the machine kills a human or to give it its life. Like Egaris, Thena, um, Kingo, like, um, Those people, they went to um, Lemuria where the deviants are to help try to, you know, right their conscience, right their wrongs, because they felt really guilty about what they were doing. They didn't like it, Um, but then the Makari and Ajax are off doing their own things. Because Ajax, crazy bitch. Um, But other than that, that's kind of where they are standing.
0: And Ajax in the comics
3: is not Selma Hayek. (laughs) No, Ajax, fucking nuts. So he's he's a he in the comics. Um it used to be and they changed Makari and Ajax to, to women in the latest run. Same names are just girls now. Well, do
0: they resurrect in like a new body? Is it still yeah. like the the like, is it still that that the person was before and now they're just yeah. resurrected? Because mutants in theory can do that now, where they can resurrect
3: whatever sex they want, whatever age they're, of the body. The, um they did it. Kieran's like it's like a soft reboot. Um, but they still retain their memories. Like, um, Macari still remember the time Ajax murdered her or him, um, back in the 2007 run. So they still remember stuff. So, okay. glad Okay. See, yeah. Yeah.
0: so did you guys, Scott, what did you think of the ending to the hellfire gala?
2: Moira's gonna Moira. I mean, that's, that's kind of her, uh, her MO now is, um, yeah, like I, I, I don't really have anything to add on top of what you guys said beyond Moira's done like a huge heel turn um, and now just seems out to screw the mutants over because Eric and Charles uh, were mean to her. Yeah,
0: this seems so petty for someone who's had like 11, 12, whatever, how many lives. It seems extremely petty and she, has, her last line is, I have names for you. Deviants, nasty ones, making more deviants. Tempest, Proteus, Egg, stupidest mutant name ever. Hope and Elixir. They are the key to mutant resurrection. You may find them and kill them on Krakoa. Here's the thing also, sidebar. Shouldn't the five be protected like at all costs? I know we have backup members of the five. Obviously, that's in canon. But like it's going to be, as we've seen in the previews for Judgment Day already, they're going to kill them. They're gonna kill the five, and and resurrection is gonna be off the table, and it just I don't know that part of the story is not landing with me because I remember when Hawksbox was being done, they said we're gonna make stakes bigger in stories than just killing a character and bringing them back. That revolving door. That's why we have mutant and resurrection, so we force the writers to tell better stories. And I feel Ten of Swords. You know now Judgment Day. Even some of like the earlier stories in Hawksbox it all deals with them dying and resurrection somehow being off the table. So one, I don't like it from an editorial perspective Two, Moira. What the fuck? Come on. Like, I, you should know by now, Charles and, and, and Eric are going to be shady. You've done this for 10 lives. You know, they're shady. Be one step ahead of them.
2: I mean, really long live mutants being petty and stupid though. Isn't like a new thing. I mean, Celine is one of the pettiest characters in all of Marvel. And she's, 30,000 years old um, like she literally just tried to destroy the island with like kaijus because they didn't put her on the council so like, I mean fair, fair. It's, it's not like it's not shocking um, to me uh, Moira's sort of out of universe uh, sort of cross-brand synergy with the Eternals is very timely I will say
3: also, this is a left field thing, because I mean, I personally can correct me because I haven't read much of the Morris stuff. But I mean, do you think Druid has any influence on her because Druid does do mind control and that wouldn't be the furthest thing from him? And maybe he found like the weakest mind to interact with. I mean, that's a left field pitch. I don't know where Morris stood before this, but if it's a heel turn, maybe he's got some influence because he's a pretty shitty person.
0: Okay. Like I'm not opposed to that perspective. I don't, I think she's been shady for a while, but I think the level of shady she is now is making us kind of like, like to your point. I don't know if it's a seed that's plot that's been planted or just inconsistent writing. And that's what I always end up struggling with when analyzing comics is, is this bad writing or am I just not seeing the entire story play out? Because some of these stories take a decade to play out. So I, maybe I will say, I don't think there's any evidence in the story to say that Druid um, has influenced her mind because she, it has been stated, Cerebro can't find her in Moira's no space. She is undetectable amongst people and she is still publicly dead for the most part. So I'm not saying that there's no workaround around that from a story perspective, but that's all we've been given so far. So, but I think that's a really
3: interesting point. Yeah, but I really like. The book and I kind of liked Emma going around to everyone. That, that was really fun. I like mm-hmm. seeing everything. Like my what although one of my favorite things was um uh when she was going to Clea and Clea's like, Oh, like he did this and that, she's just like she's basically like, I don't fucking care. Like, that's your problem. Like, do yeah. your thing. That's not my she's like and then it's just like it was so shady, but it was so perfect. She just like, I don't fucking care. I <laughs> so- don't think
1: she didn't care. I think she was I think she was trying to uplift Clea in her own way saying like, girl, like you got this. You don't need Dr. Strange. Like you are the Sorcerer Supreme go be the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, I don't think it was meant to be like a a diss or anything. She's just saying like, you have the power now, like go, go and do what strange like could never do.
0: Oh my God. I'm thinking of baby Elvira, Elvira in mistress of the dark where she has the ring and like the over over voice a voiceover of her aunt saying you have the power um i listen i for me the best scene and someone had sent this to me months ago was emma reading the newspaper being like so this is how this man decides to fuck me i thought that was brilliant her hair getting done by jumbo i loved it i love the idea of the hellfire gala this didn't seem that big to me in general I was really hoping she skinned Mary Jane and was wearing Mary Jane. Like oh
1: my God, I was not. I like because we can't resurrect Mary. Like, look, Mary Jane is an important character in the Spider-Verse. Yeah. If we skin her, like, how are we gonna get her back?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody else reads spider like current Spider-Man stuff, but like Peter's going through a lot of crap right now, as is, and like the last thing I think he needs is like. Mary Jane, Jane. who also inexplicably has kids right now. Yeah, I don't get that either. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Peter doesn't need that on top of everything else.
0: The One thing I'm going to say about Mary Jane, though, is that I was reading Spider-Man Beyond and, you know, we have the scene where Ben calls up Mary Jane and Aunt May and it's like, I'm in the hospital and Aunt May was like, I don't know who that was on the phone, but it was not Peter. But Mary Jane walks into the hospital room being like, Peter called me everything. Even Felicia knew it wasn't Peter. And, you know, Peter actually reacted when she was there. And so I'm just going to say, I don't think Mary Jane is his true love. So Skinner. Ah. Skinner, where? It
1: might not be his true love, but like, that's like his homegirl, you know? It's
0: true. Listen, I'm a Gwen Stacy (laughs) stan. I have to to tell the internet, I am a huge Gwen Stacy stan. So everywhere from OG og stacy to spider
3: waffle <laughs> to spider waffle
2: so. uh, well, well we'll fall off that bridge when we get to it
3: uh. <laughs> i'd also like to bring up the the point where spider-man's talking to dr doom and he's just like they're talking about the music and he's like oh, you probably listen to like you know like dictator marching music and then like as he like goes away i thought it was hilarious how you just see his, his like eyes are like turned to says like I wonder if Boy was a mutant. Like
0: oh.
3: I thought that was hilarious. I was just like, because Dr. Doom is such a like he's Doom. And like you know, he has a comedic moment. He's like, I wonder if he's a mutant. Like we're like, generally thinking about it. It was just kind of hilarious.
1: Really liked how um Tony Stark tried to talk to Emma and she's like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs>
0: well, it's also that is like a a callback to the civil war conversation they had about the where were they where were the Avengers when their babies were burning when Genosha was was burning down and in this you know Emma is like oh we've had to save ourselves without Earth's mightiest heroes and so I kind of like that you know if there's something I'm going to say about the Krakoan age is that there's a lot of really great callbacks to earlier stories and Hickman said this going into it X history matters and they have they they, for better for worse they have
2: stuck to that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did like the Reed and Tony Stark bit as well, um, and that's definitely going to come back to bite the mutants in the ass I know. because you don't screw with Mister Fantastic's uh, brain.
1: Is that a Charles thing? Charles that?
3: screws with everyone's brain.
2: Was it I Charles mean...
1: who who entered who erased his memory of? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look Charles, Charles um, and.
0: You're right. We shouldn't mess with Mr. Fantastic. I mean, look at what happened in Multiverse of Madness. It's Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so Eve of Judgment by Girion Gillen with art by Pasquale Ferry. Listen, I, I have no shame in saying I don't know what the fuck happened. Apparently, the machine is Earth and Earth is narrating. Namor, why don't you take it away for us?
3: Well, firstly, I can assume that you didn't read the Eternals books. Uh, <laughs> <I> assumed correctly. <laughs> I but meant to, but then I got really busy. We've had months to do this. We've to- been talking about this since the premiere, so uh, that's on you. Um, as you re- read the same stuff, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you read Gene every day. Um, Phoenix Ed then- song is right by my table, <laughs> night table. Um, So if you didn't read the Eternals books, the machine is Earth, and it narrates the entire Eternals run. Um, And so that's why you probably didn't understand that. Um, But anyway, I kind of, it's interesting to see where they're going, because they kind of have, the Eternals are in a very different position where they are right now, um, versus previously, so... uh, like, like I already said that the Eternals like Icarus and everyone are down in Lemuria and Druig's out causing mayhem right now. But, um, I did really like it when he tried to kill the mutants, then his nose started to bleed. And I was like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying to use the machine to kill the mutants cause, but it didn't work. And now he's going to Uranus, which did you, if you read Eternals, um, heretic you'll see that uranos is who i've predicted is the villain because i think and i'll say this is pretty as like a previs for everyone um you know it's called avengers versus x-men versus the eternals but i do still think it's a red herring that you know if they do have a fight maybe it's a, a control thing like a mind control thing with the eternals but i don't think icarus is going to go to war with
0: and this is uranos yeah that's uranos yeah, at the war. end
3: the big reveal is Uranus. Okay. It's, it's like basically the grandfather of the, all of the Eternals, um, essentially, and he was put like, you know, away in a cell because he was too dangerous and he wanted, he was so bent on correcting excess deviation. He's just like a few things here and there, but as we saw, previously he wiped out like those like mind control monkeys um, from like, oh, that.
0: I'm not over oh. that from Free Comic yeah. Book Day. I am not over those mind control,
3: those, those telepathic, telepathic monkeys. I am yeah. damaged because his whole thing is like, you know, he is trying to act, correct excess deviation, and I think the mutants be part of that. And Then, uh, why,
0: why are the mutants excess deviations all of a sudden?
3: Th- that's uh, well, help me with that part of the story. I think it's just during being a total because it's. I don't think they're that big of a deal. Um. But I think it's Druid making a big deal out of nothing. Mm. I have to think about it, because if you saw it, the way he he wants to kill the mutants, not because, like, their excess deviation, but because he wants to basically, he's prime eternal, and he only got it by, like, you know, the consolation, because Thanos was killed, and he weaseled his way in. And I think he wants, you know, he's very self-centered. He's a horrible person, so I think he wants to be prime eternal for, like you said, i the bones of the mutants like you know make me the prime eternal for like next thousand million years so i think he's just doing that to make a statement okay yes uh, so it's a political move so he can keep his title yeah. okay it's so be all political i mean he's this a is a,
0: wait yeah. so what is and i'm sorry i'm 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 a I'm an X Stan. Like we actually have things called good comics. So what what is a prime? Tom, just <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean we, we do have some dark chapters in our in our history for our X Men, but wait, what is a prime eternal? Like what is
3: that designation? It's basically who leads the eternals. Gotcha. Like, He's right. who kind of like the head of the race. He used to be like Zaras. he was the one for the longest time. And when Zaras died, it was Thina. And then zaras came back, um, so I'm just curious to see what happens with that. I think it's just like a rule, and I mean, it's gonna get crazy. So, um, and I, I, it's just interesting to see, and I think it really further the issue, really further like gets my like validation that like like Icarus and Athena and Kingo and everyone they're not gonna be villainized unless like they're mind controlled because I mean they're still doing their thing that they were at the end of the Eternals run. trying to correct their wrongs and make themselves feel better by like helping out the deviants um there's been a lot of like realizations about everything it's just the the, it's hard to explain in one ish like one conversation without reading but i mean we have homework team we have homework for next week Hey find out the deviants were supposed to be the superior race um but i guess they just ended up not being it so so,
0: so they want to kill the mutants with an antimatter bomb. Which, sure, 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 sure. Now we know it's going to be Moira, you know, killing, you know, the five. That's really going to, you know, help their their cause. Why is Fastos creating a god? So in this issue, we find out that they're trying to create a god. What, d- does anyone know?
3: I didn't know. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going with that, uh, because what happened was. Uh, the Eternals went to the Avengers base because, um, it's the, the de- it's a dead celestial and Ajax fucking crazy. And she's like, she's going on this like, um, holy quest because her, his, her entire life has been revolving around being a, the Celestial's translator and the gods. And then they find out that the gods don't really care about them and that they're just kind of like, you know, they clean up the the mess like they're, it's like a petri dish and they're, they're the lid to make sure that nothing overflows um so she's like losing her mind right now because everything she's been doing has been a lie so and the other thing is they were trying to defeat thanos because thanos is part deviant and so they thought maybe that there's a secret to the deviant gene inside the dead celestial so they go on a trek there and while they're there Ajax like connects with the dead celestial and she goes crazy and she beats the shit out of it which is funny uh she's like ah and then um i guess she learned how to create a god that's a new thing um so i don't know where, where they're going with that i don't know what the reason for it besides her just wanting to you know be Ajax and want a purpose in life so i think because they defeated thanos and that was kind of it That was kind of the whole reason for their journey. So I think this is a new thread that they're exploring.
0: Okay. And obviously one of the big surprises in this issue is that Mr. Sinister has been captured.
1: Well, seeing, seeing Sinister there and knowing that the Eternals are having some conflicting feelings about their own resurrection protocols, I feel like introducing Sinister is a way for the Eternals to do research on how to resurrect themselves without taking human life. Like they're, or or maybe it's part of creating their God that they're trying to do. They're trying to create something. And that's what Sinister does. Sinister creates (laughs) from genetic material. So I think they want to examine like his like knowledge and maybe go that route of trying to get like resurrected or building their god.
0: Right. And and, and because he's been resurrecting, I mean he's been cloning Moira, obviously he was he, he is key to the resurrection process because he collected all of the genetic mm-hmm. samples of mutants as we found out in Hawksbox. So yeah.
1: it feels like this war that's coming up, I don't think it's after reading both of these issues and even like seeing the Avenger side, how they're like, why can't we bring back humans? I think it's going to be butting heads over how to resurrect. Yeah. I think the Eternals are trying to figure out how to resurrect the Avengers want their human friends back. And the X-Men have the knowledge and the, like, I guess the information, the power to do so. So it feels like it might be, that's where the battle's going. It's a, battle for resurrection
0: well and i also wonder is something like the machine earth gonna weigh in on this because like obviously overpopulation you know things die that is a natural order of things you know you have your exception with the eternals now the mutants are doing it now the humans want it so is this a fight over evolution and the natural order of things Mm -hmm. i don't know hearing all of you talk has me a lot more excited now for this crossover because i read I keep calling it Eve of destruction after the the famous story before new X-Men, but Eve of judgment. And I was like, I don't understand this at all, but sinister is kidnapped. You know, Moira is betraying the five. I'm here for it. I, I see where all of these pieces are coming together. It's not just, I thought when I was throwing shade at Namor, it was going to be just like AVX or, or IVX where people are just like, man, we're going to fight for no apparent reason now. And like, we're just going to, I think here, I'm going to give credit. I think they, they've set up a story, a very political, you know, looking at like these politics and everything that's going on with resurrection and even within these inter- internal, internal, I want to say eternal, internal communities here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed, uh, the issue. Um, I'm uh one of the dozens of inhuman stands. And um it reminded a lot of the Drug reminds me a lot of like Maximus, uh, uh, who often takes charge when Black Bolt is deposed or doing something and is just inherently shitty. And you know that like when he's in charge, he's shit's going to be shitty. Uh, Should be. Um, So, I like that. Um, The Sinister stuff got me questioning if that is actually the main Sinister, because we do know that there are multiple Sinisters out there, including one with Orcus as... um,
1: Dr. Stasis.
2: I don't know if that was the main Sinister, because he is on the council. It would seem like there would no notice that Sinister is uh, missing. But... You know, at any given time, there's about three or four sinisters out there, so it was an interesting touch.
0: Yeah, which sinister is this? Well, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. And how far after the Hellfire Gala did this take place? After,
3: because I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they took the main sinister. Because again, Ajax be crazy. Ajax be crazy right there. I would just like throw one last thing in about Uranus, just to, for people to uh, mull over a little bit. Is and I think it's gonna. I've Do you think it's going to be a major player in terms of him and this storyline as well? Because it never really got, uh, developed in in the finale of the Eternals run where we learned in Heretic that like Uranus has a key, basically the only he can unlock, which is like supposed to be like basically destroys the whole world. Um, and that was teased, and like, you know, Thanos was thought about using it, but then obviously Thanos got defeated. And so that's still up in the air. That's still a thing. And I don't think Kieran Gillen would write that and then never use it again because it was still like, what is it? And, like, nobody could break in to Uranus' mind to take it away, Um, Like to figure out the key is to stop it. So I think that is going to be a huge player on terms of um, what's coming next um, for him. And I think this is also just for general people who don't really read the comics. for Eternals, Paul. Um, <laughs> there's only a hundred Eternals ever in on Earth, so that's it. There's like no, no more, no less. Well, actually, oh, thank God. Well, actually, oh, thank White Phoenix. That's the, that's the thing, though. I actually just remember they talked about 101. Someone mentioned that there's one mutant that wasn't counted for because they mentioned the Delphin Brothers, which are count as two. So there's. That's we can talk about that later because I don't even know what's going on
1: with that. That's all in, judge- like, really nice, um, yeah. like, yeah, in the eve of judgment. Like there's a really nice yeah yeah. The eve of judgment. Yeah, but- it's super helpful.
0: I love how the eternal side of this conversation came ready with their facts and their sheets. I literally read this. I was like, I don't know what's happening here,
3: but shrug. It's it's called reading, Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I YouTube. Read, I like to YouTube, YouTube. stories because it they explain things. And as they're explaining the story, whoever's talking, like comic story-in or, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, but they sometimes dive into like back events that kind of explain what's happening in the present because the Eternals have a lot of history. I mean, everybody has a lot of history. So there's a lot to cover here. And at, right now, everybody's got their struggles. So I think kind of, this fight for Resurrection, I'm gonna assume is what is gonna happen here. It's very, it's unfolding very interestingly.
0: I I have to agree. And and again, I want to give credit to your side here. You've explained it in a way that makes this crossover a lot more interesting for me. And listen, I appreciate it. I get it. The eternals are very boring heavy history you know franchise bring in all these concepts that us sophisticated x fans just don't have the time you know, to really digest
3: oh Wait, i'm sorry to hear you what what, what? It just consistency
2: <laughs> I, I mean paul to give them credit we do not want to start going into like x-men history for like you know shit that doesn't make sense and you no know, consistency <laughs> that's fair let's Let's not even talk about let's not even touch kid cable right now like for people
3: who don't really know the eternals from the comics like people hear the word eternals and they think oh like the movie and those people those characters or maybe they have a general knowledge but eternals is like it's like a race it's not like it's not a team so it's like as like michelle pointed out like in they break everything up there's there's different factions so like if you say eternals versus x-men it could be like you know Uranus and druid you know being shitty people mm-hmm. and as you know like icarus and co are like you know kind of correct yeah. their problems icarus and then are a broken society their... right now yeah, yeah. it's a the whole society so it's just you know when you say terms with experiment it's not just going to be um you know everyone <laughs> against this one race so i think that's what kind of makes it different from the avengers or Inhumans, is that you know Everyone's got different viewpoints, and there's just the factions that are really bad like Turik and the people that are who are good, like uh, Icarus. So
0: okay. Listen, I
3: my curiosity has peaked.
0: I think this issue was largely a lot of setup, as we can expect from a crossover event from Marvel. So I think I, I'm definitely excited. I, I'm in it here. I hope there is some proper resolution because I do like Icarus. I think he is a great character. Yes, I think Druid is fun. You know, I I I I'm, I'm here for it. I really do hope that the Eternals have more of a mainstay in the comics going forward and it won't be an inhuman situation where they were being pushed and then that property in the MCU fell to the wayside and then Inhumans who now. Because prior to IV I know I'm sorry. Listen, prior to IVX I loved the Inhumans very much. I loved Medusa, Black Bolt and Crystal. Those were my three favorite. And I got to learn a lot more about them when they came into the MCU and even during IVX, but I think they really did mismanage that franchise. And I hope with the Eternals, even if they're not as salient as they should be, see, I gave a compliment as they should be, you know, in the MCU, I hope they do get fleshed out and stick around for the comics.
3: They've been doing a lot of stuff with Kingo. Like we mentioned Kingo and Ms. Marvel. And there's like a Kingo poster in Loki season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in Guardians holiday special. So I don't think they're erasing them completely.
1: Yeah. He was probably yeah. the most conflicted character from the movie. Like he didn't he's like, I don't want to fight my family, but I don't want to fight my purpose. So he completely took himself out of the situation. So you know that that could be reflected. And, yeah. and they're
3: used they're all supposed there's supposed to be three people in moon night they, they the writer said mm-hmm. originally they had a sequence that was like a flashback in ancient egypt with like uh, the war of the gods and they had like kingo and like two other eternals fighting alongside them but the it was too expensive so they had to cut it
0: that's bullshit but anyways i would have been like, what? That it would have been so much better, like Moon Knight would have been so much better had they connected that there. I think people would have been really excited, but it would have been better as a movie. Yes, I agree. I think a movie would have been better, but we digress. All right, that is our first dip into judgment day. We're gonna be doing this weekly alongside Age of Apocalypse readings, so we'll still have fun. But we are gonna invite a whole slew of folks from the X-Men community. We have Pat Loika on the dock. We have ex-wife. I don't want to give too many spoilers because obviously scheduling, you know, goes all over the place. But we'll we'll be bringing lots of people. If you guys are interested, his us up on DMs. We're going to celebrate this cross. I want to say summer crossover, but girl, we're hitting we're hitting August we're into too, the so.
1: fall. It's, yeah. I think it's going to go into the fall. We'll just yeah, call I- it what. Uh, what do you call? I don't know. Never mind. I've I don't mean, i don't know either. Clever to call it.
0: But we have. Who else do we have? We have Slayer Fest. We have Nerd Alert from the Ashes. Wants to come in, Ms. <gasps> Demanda Martini. Oh my god! So I know we got oh. Scotty Hall of Fame as well.
1: Oh, Petra. We have Geekable, right?
3: Geekable too. If we can get
1: the schedule. Colonel
3: Stan. He, he Nick previously messaged me saying, "I'm going to need to join so that way you have someone to fight with," and I said yes. So. When he comes on, there will be two eternal stands going against you. So
0: and we also have uh planet X-Men too, but we know CC Miss CC is just gonna join us as CC because he's uh he's taking a break from Planet X-Men or he's stopping Planet X-Men, which we are I'm devastated. Oh. I'm I have DM'd him nonstop, but we love you.
1: We're there for you. Like if you ever want to resurrect we're
0: planet. here. We're here. We we got plenty of we resurrection. We
1: uplift and support.
0: <laughs> uplift and support. All right, folks. So that's the end of episode one. Namor, where
3: can folks at home find you? You can find me on basically every platform as Namor Cosplay. No underscore, just Namor Cosplay um, to find all of the seafaring stuff. So.
0: I am at power of X-Men on Instagram. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm sometimes tweeting, sometimes not. Scott, where can folks find you?
2: Find me on Instagram as Mr. Scott Free. And you can find the unmedicated, unhinged version of me on Twitter uh, (laughs) at Mr. Scott Free as well. Michelle, where can folks find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Waffalo as well as my joint account with my husband on Instagram adventures.in.geekdom.com not.com <laughs> at adventures.in.geekdom where we chronicle our toy hunting and comic book collecting adventures but more recently you can find well three of us at, three out of four three out of four Scott, you will be there in spirit and spirits when we, when we're drinking.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's
0: we'll find pour, some one out,
1: pour one out for the homie. Uh, we'll be at San Diego Comic-Con.
0: Yes, we yes. are. And we're going to be hosting the X-Men 30th anniversary panel with Miss Lenore Zan, AKA Rogue, Larry Houston, the Lee Walds and Dan Vesemeyer. And that's going to be one o'clock on Saturday at the San Diego library, the auditorium there. And then we're doing a happy hour with Lenore on Friday. Well, before we'll be doing a happy hour with Lenore on Friday at whiskey girl. So all you have to do is show up and be like, we're with power of X-Men and they'll take you to the back room and you will get drunk with miss Lenore. Come Zan.
1: Through. Come through and, and you find
3: me in the crowd. Um, at their panel trolling Paul About the Eternals And I'll just be like I don't know them But
0: also also Namor is going to be staying with us Too at our hotel room So literally I'm going to go to bed And he's just going to be saying
3: Eternals Eternals And I'm going to be like fuck <laughs> No, you. I'm all about the Namor This is his era I do have to give
0: it to you I feel like the internet broke When that image came out of Namor And Black Panther So I think people are very excited for that
1: Before we go, before we go, I feel like we need to wish uh, Mr. Scott Free a happy birthday.
3: Oh, oh,
0: okay. (laughs) All right, let's do it. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Are we singing? I was like, just say happy birthday. Okay, happy birthday. Happy birthday.
2: Yeah, Yeah, happy birthday,
1: Mr. Scott Free. Happy birthday, (laughs)
0: bitch.
2: (laughs) <laughs> thank you in, in my honor go read about uh the inhumans
1: that's fair in yeah. celebration of scott's birthday we should all read an issue or trade of the inhumans
0: Let's slide into our dms about the inhumans and what did you think uncanny inhumans i'm sure is such a great book
1: i know I that's i'm sorry the one I'm, i tried to buy i'm, for I'm on your side
2: paul i'm on your side <laughs> like friendly hold off with the friendly fire come on man okay
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> Scott, your ally here. You don't well, want to
0: turn
3: off the shade.
0: Okay, listen, uncanny You're, just, you're feeling it.
1: You're really feeling.
0: I'm never gonna get over uncanny in humans and seeing that image out and be like, why are they using the term uncanny? They really want to replace the X-Men. So that was
1: that was them being pulling a Moira and being petty.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Well, thanks, sugar The age of apocalypse is now over, and we'll see you next time.
0: The Age of Apocalypse is over, for now.